This is the Bible in One Year Express, day 326. How to grow up spiritually. I remember that first night so well. Every time we heard the slightest sound, we leapt out of bed and picked him up. He was so tiny, not much bigger than a hand. This was a new life. Our first child had been born. We were so proud. Three or four times a night, he would wake craving milk. Pippa would feed him regularly. Of course, he grew up. Now, as I look at him, almost twice the size of Pippa, it's hard to believe he was once so small. New birth is an exciting moment. So is new spiritual birth. Jesus said no one can see the kingdom of God without being born again. In our passage for today, Peter writes about a new birth. Because Jesus was raised from the dead, We've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for. This spiritual birth is contrasted with natural birth, which led only to a dead end, empty-headed life you grew up in. New birth means you can now call God your Father. In fact, the whole Trinity is involved. God the Father has his eye on each of you and has determined by the work of the Spirit to keep you obedient through the sacrifice of Jesus. Physical birth will one day end with physical death, but spiritual birth leads to eternal life, a future in heaven, and the future starts now. Physical life is like grass that withers, but this brand new life is conceived by God himself and goes on and on forever. In today's passages, we see the implications of this new birth, the various stages of spiritual growth as a son or daughter of God and how you may grow up in your salvation. From Psalm 131 I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quietened myself. I'm like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Put your hope in the Lord, both now and forevermore. Trust like a baby. Sometimes I get worried, anxious, and even fearful. That is why I love this psalm. It's a beautiful picture of total trust. Like a baby content in its mother's arms. When I look at any of our baby grandchildren in their parents' arms, I see a picture of total trust and security. How does this total trust happen? First, resign as managing director of the universe. Stop trying to control everyone and everything. The psalmist writes, I'm not trying to rule the roost. I don't want to be king of the mountain. I haven't meddled where I have no business or fantasized grandiose plans. Second, put your trust in God in the same way that a baby has total trust in a parent. I've kept my feet on the ground. I've cultivated a quiet heart, like a baby content in its mother's arms. My soul is as a baby content. Lord, please give me your peace today, like that of a weaned child with its mother. New Testament from 1 Peter 1 and 2 Praise be to the God and Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, 
he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now, for a little while, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it's written, Be holy because I am holy. For you know that it is not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you by your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God who raised him from the dead and glorified him. And so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Therefore rid yourselves of all malice, and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Grow like a child. Life as a child of God is exciting. The Apostle Peter writes about being filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. It comes as a result of new birth. Peter tells us that new birth leads to first, security in spite of aging. Your future is certain because it's based on the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus was buried. God raised him from the dead. One day, the same will happen to you. You are an heir to the greatest inheritance. Nothing in this life is perfect. All earthly possessions will ultimately decay or be destroyed. But your inheritance will never perish. It will never spoil. It will never fade. It is guaranteed, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. It has your name on it. C.S. Lewis wrote, As we grow older, we become like old cars. More and more repairs and replacements are necessary. We must just look forward to the fine new machines latest resurrection model, which are waiting for us, we hope, in the divine garage. Second, rejoicing in spite of suffering. Rejoicing is not dependent on circumstances. Life is not always easy. In this you greatly rejoice, though now, 
For a little while, you may have to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. This letter was probably written from Rome around AD 62 to 64, in the days immediately before the persecution by Nero. The Christians were already suffering. My suffering may be very small compared to theirs, but we all suffer bereavements, disappointments, opposition, temptation, and all the struggles of life. Peter says you greatly rejoice for three reasons. The relative shortness of the trials compared to what lies in the future, because there's a purpose behind them. Our faith of greater worth than gold is being refined. Their result is praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Third, intimacy in spite of invisibility. Peter had actually seen Jesus. Those to whom Peter is writing had not yet. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. Like them, you have never seen Jesus, but also like them, you too can experience a personal and daily relationship with Jesus and receive the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. It's an extraordinary privilege to live in a time after the first coming of Jesus. You live in the age of the Spirit. You have received the grace to which the whole Old Testament pointed. The Spirit of the Messiah was at work in the prophets, pointing to Jesus' suffering and glory. Jesus was active in the Old Testament, but they had to wait for his full revelation. He is coming back. Be prepared. In the meantime, grow up. As obedient children, let yourselves be pulled into the way of life shaped by God's life, a life energetic and blazing with holiness. God said, I am holy, you be holy. Only the Holy Spirit who brings about this new birth and now lives in you, can make you holy. Leave behind the empty way of life and instead live a life of sincere love, loving one another deeply from the heart. This is the ultimate goal of the Christian life. Love for Jesus who died to make all this possible and a passionate love for one another. So, the Apostle Peter writes, Clean house, make a clean sweep of malice and pretense, envy and hurtful talk. You've had a taste of God. Now, like infants at the breast, drink deep of God's pure kindness. Then you'll grow up mature and whole in God. Lord Jesus, I have not seen you, but I love you. Help me to grow up and become a strong, healthy child of God loving others deeply from my heart. Old Testament from Ezekiel 41 and 42 Each cherub had two faces, the face of a human being towards the palm tree on one side and the face of a lion towards the palm tree on the other. Bear fruit into old age. Some people never lose their beauty. It moves from their faces to their hearts. There's an old English proverb, the older the fiddle, the sweeter the tune. At the age of 98, Titian painted his magnificent picture of the Battle of Lepanto. Old age can be a time of great fruitfulness. 
Ezekiel continues his description of the new temple. As he describes the most holy place, he seems to focus on cherubim and palm trees. We may assume that their function was merely decorative, but actually they are richly symbolic. Since we know from our New Testament passage that these words were inspired by the Spirit of Christ, perhaps it's not too much to see significance in the two faces of each cherub, one of a man and one of a lion, pointing forward to the one who is both fully human and the lion of the tribe of Judah, that is, Jesus Christ. The psalmist writes, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. The palm trees were probably date palms, one of the world's oldest food-producing plants. Dates provide energy, vitamins, minerals, fat, fiber, protein, sugar, riboflavin, and niacin. The palm trees speak of strength, nourishment, and endurance. Lord, thank you that you take me through all the stages of life, from new birth to being a newborn baby craving pure spiritual milk, to an obedient child growing up in my salvation, right the way through to bearing fruit, even in old age. May I be like a palm tree, a source of strength, nourishment, and endurance. Pepper adds, Ezekiel 41 verse 23 says, Both the outer sanctuary and the most holy place had double doors. We don't have to get stuck behind double doors in the inner or outer courts of the temple trying to get near to God. Through Jesus, we can go straight into the presence of God.